Hello, welcome to Walking in the Word. My name is Shell Wagner. So glad you came to join me today. Hopefully you're watching this after you've watched the uh, part two introductions to Kings and Prophets. I'm trying to do these in an order so that the we get more of a storyline. It's also why I'm using the New Living Translation because I really want you to get the flavor of the story. Um, I may not always use that translation as I'm doing this series, but for right now, that's what I'm using today. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. We're on 1 Kings chapter 11. We're going to do 11 and 12 today. So I'm going to add this to my screen and let's get started. 1 Kings chapter 11. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. Yahweh had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their Elohims. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from Yahweh. In Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other Elohims instead of being completely faithful to Yahweh, his Elohim, as his father David had been. Solomon worshiped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. In this way, Solomon did what was evil in Yahweh's sight. He refused to follow Yahweh completely as his father David had done. On the Mount of Olives, east of Yerushalayim, he even built a pagan shrine for Chemosh, the detestable Elohim of Moab, and another for Molech, the detestable Elohim of of the Ammonites. Solomon built such shrines for all his foreign wives to use for burning incense and sacrificing to their Elohims. Yahweh was very angry with Solomon for his heart had turned away from Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. He had warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other Elohims, but Solomon did not listen to Yahweh's command. So now Yahweh said to him, since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. But for your, but for the sake of your father, David, I will not do this while you are still alive. I will take the kingdom away from your son. 
And even so, I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will let my king, I will let him be king of one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, my chosen city. Then Yahweh raised up Hadad, the Edomite, a member of Edom's royal family, to be Solomon's adversary. Years before, David had defeated Edom. Yoav, his army commander, had stayed to bury some of the Israelite soldiers who had died in battle. While there, they killed every male in Edom. Yoav and the army of Israel had stayed there for six months, killing them. But Hadad and a few of his father's royal officials escaped and headed for Egypt. Hadad was just a boy at the time. They set out from Midian and went to Paran, where others joined them. Then they traveled to Egypt and went to Pharaoh, who gave them a home, food, and some land. Pharaoh grew very fond of Hadad, and he gave him his wife's sister in marriage, the Queen Tafenis. She bore him a son named Genubat. Tafenis raised him in Pharaoh's palace among Pharaoh's own sons. When the news reached Hadad in Egypt that David and his commander Yoav were both dead, he said to Pharaoh, let me return to my own country. Why, Pharaoh asked him, what do you lack here that makes you want to go home? Nothing, he replied, but even so, please let me return home. Elohim also raised up Razan, son of Iliada, as Solomon's adversary. Razan had fled from his master, King Hadad-Dezer of Zobah, and had become the leader of a gang of rebels after David conquered Hadad desert. Rezin and his men fled to Damascus where he became king. Rezin was Israel's bitter adversary for the rest of Solomon's reign, and he made trouble just as Hadad did. Rezin hated Israel intensely and continued to reign in Aram. Another rebel leader was Jeroboam, son of Nabat, one of Solomon's own officials. He came from the town of Zeradah and Ephraim, and his mother was Zeruah, a widow. This is the story behind his rebellion. Solomon was rebuilding the supporting terraces and repairing the walls of, his, of the city of his father, David. Jeroboam was a very capable young man, and when Solomon saw how industrious he was, he put him in charge of the labor force from from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Yosef. One day, as Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh met him along the way. Ahijah was wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone in a field, and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into 12 pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take 10 of these pieces, for this is what Yahweh, the Elohim of Yashorel, says. I'm about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and I will give 10 of the tribes to you. 
but I will leave him one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Yerushalayim, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. For Solomon has abandoned me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Himosh, the god of Moab, and Moloch, the god of the Ammonites. He has not followed my ways and done what is pleasing in my sight. He has not obeyed my decrees and regulations as David, his father, did. But I will not take the entire kingdom from Solomon at this time for the sake of my servant David, the one whom I chose and who obeyed my commands and decrees. I will keep Solomon as leader for the rest of his life, but I will take the kingdom away from his son and give 10 of the tribes to you. His son will have one tribe so that the descendants of David, my servant, will continue to reign, shining like a lamp. And Yerushalayim, the city I have chosen to be the place for my name. And I will place you on the throne of Israel and you will rule over all that your heart desires. If you listen to what I tell you and follow my ways and do whatever I consider to be right. And if you obey my decrees and commands as my servant David did, then I will always be with you. I will establish an enduring dynasty for you as I did for David, and I will give Israel to you. Because of Solomon's sin, I will punish the descendants of David, though not forever. Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but he fled to King Shishak of Egypt and stayed there until Solomon died. The rest of the events in Solomon's reign, including all his deeds and his wisdom, are recorded in the book of the Acts of Solomon. Solomon ruled in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. When he died, he was buried in the city of David, named for his father. Then his son, Rehoboam, became the next king. Chapter 12. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over. Then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. What is your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you're willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men 
who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of Yahweh, for it fulfilled Yahweh's message to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. When all, when all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Yehudah. King Rehoboam sent Adon Naram, who was in charge of forced labor, to restore order. But the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Yerushalayim. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. When the people of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all Yasharel. So only the tribe of Yehuda remained loyal to the family of David. When Rehoboam arrived at Yerushalayim, he mobilized the men of Yehuda and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 select troops, to fight against the men of Israel and to restore the kingdom to himself. But Elohim said to Shemaiah, the man of Elohim, Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Yehuda, and to all the people of Yehuda and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people, this is what Yahweh says. Do not fight against your relatives, the Israelites. Go back home, for what has happened is my doing. So they obeyed the message of Yahweh and went home, as Yahweh had commanded Jeroboam then built up the city of Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and it became his capital. 
Later, he went and built up the town of Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, unless I am careful, the kingdom will return to the dynasty of David. When these people go to Yerushalayim to offer sacrifices at the temple of Yahweh, they will again give their allegiance to King Rehoboam of Yehuda. They will kill me and make him their king instead. So on the advice of his counselors, the king made two gold calves. He said to the people, it is too much trouble for you to worship in Yerushalayim. Look, Israel, these are the Elohims who brought you out of Egypt. He placed these calf idols in Bethel and in Dan at either end of his kingdom. But this became a great sin for the people worshipped the idols traveling as far north as Dan to worship the one there. Jeroboam also erected buildings at the pagan shrines and ordained priests from the common people, those who were not from the priestly tribe of Levi. And Jeroboam instituted a religious festival in Bethel held on the 15th day of the eighth month in imitation of the annual festival of shelters in Yehuda. There at Bethel, he himself offered sacrifices to the calves he had made, and he appointed priests for the pagan shrines he had made. So on the 15th day of the eighth month, a day that he himself had designated, Jeroboam offered sacrifices on the altar at Bethel. He instituted a religious festival for Israel and he went up to the altar to burn incense. All right. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying the reading. I am I am just really enjoying going through these books and I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. I hope you're seeing like uh, prophetic implications all over the place and getting very familiar with our history as the as Yah's people. This is our history. This is where we come from. It makes perfect understanding to to understand why we have been uh, led so astray at times. You can see that as we ended chapter 12 there, how it, they he copied the festival of Sukkot, but didn't do it in the seventh month, did it in the eighth. He changed times and seasons, those times and seasons that belong to Yah. And this is a hallmark of the people of the Northern Kingdom known as Israel, that are even today scattered into the nations, so lost that they don't realize who they are. All right. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this and shalom. Day and night and night and day, the living creatures give their praise. To him who 